The root problem is your internal messaging, how you believe in yourself. Working extra and harder or whatever is not going to solve the problem. Somebody just telling you you're good enough and doggone it, you earn this, not going to do it for you. We're going to get into some ways to handle this and approach it. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. For anybody that missed it last week, had a great interview with Becca Jenikoff, who is the social media manager for the Dallas Mavericks. A lot of cool conversations about Luca, you know, about how much it influences your abilities in social media when you've got this international superstar on your team. Uh, she had a lot of comparisons to starting out with the Knicks and, and how the team was struggling and how hard that was, but then getting to Dallas and having this energy behind it. But I think some of the most important parts that came out of it is that it's not just fun and games and social media. There's a lot of planning. There's a lot of advanced thought and strategy and tracking and budgeting. It's a lot that goes into social media. So if any of you out there are listening and thinking, man, social media would be awesome. I think it's a really good interview to listen to because there is the creative, there is the fun, there is the boom shakaluka, you know, that kind of fun copywriting and video content and et cetera. But there's also a lot of work that goes into it. There's a lot of strategy and approach. So I think it gives you a really good perspective if you want to get into the creative side of the sports industry. So check out that interview with Becca. Coming up later this week, Nick Miller, who is the a marketing operations coordinator for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Another interesting conversation. Now, Nick is very early in his career. He's three years graduated from college, so he can really relate to a lot of the situation, the situation that a lot of you are in, you know, trying to break in, what his process was like, how he really was able to establish himself and get noticed, his internship strategy, what it was like the first year on the job, et cetera, and the perspectives working for a pro sports team. So a lot of great conversations. We'll keep them coming. You keep listening. But Monday podcasts are always about a fan question, so let's dig into it. Here's Jeremy from Seattle, Washington. Hey, Brian, I really enjoyed your podcast a few weeks back on mental health. I wanted to push this topic in a related but different direction, imposter syndrome. I've just been elevated to my first managerial position, and I'm suffering from a massive lack of confidence, and it's affecting my decision making. What can I do? Jeremy, first off, thank you for your really transparent and vulnerable question. It's interesting that you come at this from Seattle, Washington, because that was a big step in my career. When I jumped from Atlanta at CNN Sports Illustrated to Seattle as the news director for Fox Sports Northwest, I'm going to get into this in a little bit later, but I had massive imposter syndrome problems at that time, so I can really relate to this question. Before we get into that, let's just try to explain this for everybody so you know what it is that we're talking about, this term, this imposter syndrome. So if you're not familiar with it, let's define it first. Imposter syndrome is very simply believing that you're not as competent as others think you are. So you may be put into a position and in, inside your head, internally, you're saying, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. Nobody should listen to me. I shouldn't be somebody superior. I shouldn't be you know, considered for this job. It's this internal narrative that makes you feel like you are an imposter, that you are a fraud, doubting your skills and accomplishments, fearing that others will discover your shortcomings, like you're living a lie and they're going to figure out that you're really not that good at what you're doing. You know, the, the kind of seed that grows inside of you. Sometimes it just comes from your personality, your family, and your cultural expe expectations, and your ten natural tendencies to compare. Everybody does this. We compare ourselves to others. And you see somebody else and you think, oh my gosh, they look so confident. They look so in control. They know what they're doing. They're so decisive. And you think, I'm not that. So I'm a fraud. 
fact of the matter is that person probably has dealt with or is dealing with that as well. You just may not see it or feel it. Our internal voices are always much louder than our external perception, the way people see us. We doubt ourselves more than anybody else doubts us. That's just a fact. Now, this is also interesting before we dig deeper into this conversation. More than 80% of adults experience imposter syndrome at some point in their lives. 80%. You are not alone in this, Jeremy. You are not. I have dealt with it massively. So let's get into that a little bit. And then we're going to get into some ways to handle this and approach it. Many of you have heard me say this before, but I started out my career at CNN Sports Illustrated in Atlanta, and I was a video editor. And at that time, yeah, there was a little bit of imposter syndrome because I went to the University of Delaware and I didn't have this amazing list of internships. And almost everybody I was working with went to like Syracuse, Indiana, top, top, top sports broadcasting schools, had internships at ESPN, had worked over, you know, had a lot more experience than I did. So at first I was really doubting myself. But I overcame that pretty quickly because I saw that I could do the job. And over seven years there at CNN Sports Illustrated, I got very comfortable and I knew it was expected of me. I knew I could deliver and I felt very, very comfortable in the environment. Everybody knew me. I had already proven myself. I knew everybody. I knew where all the things were that you had to do. I had great legacy knowledge. There was nothing that was hidden from me. I knew where to find certain video. I knew where to get graphics. I knew how to make a request within the, within the organization. There was nothing that brought me fear. When I changed and I got hired to come to Fox Sports Northwest, now... I'm moving from Atlanta to Seattle. I am managing a whole new staff. It's a whole new system. I don't know where any of the information is kept. I don't know where any of the processes run. I don't know how they generate their feeds, all, the, all these different components. They don't have any knowledge of me either, other than I came from CNN and from, came from Atlanta. I started getting riddled with doubt. I shouldn't have been hired. They shouldn't have paid for me to move here. I can't do the job. It was paralyzing. It really was. And I tried to put on this veneer of confidence because I didn't want other people to know I was feeling this way, but I was rattled, like hardcore rattled. And it does, it can really affect your decision-making. You can be afraid to make decisions. And most of the time when you're in any kind of a management role, staff, people around you, they look at you to make a decision. Whether it's right or wrong, it doesn't always matter. It's being decisive. It's going in a direction and pushing somewhere. You know, you can only make so many mistakes before people start to doubt you in that form too. But being indecisive is like fear personified and people will look at you and just doubt whether you'll ever be able to come to a conclusion or make a choice. And that's, that's a dangerous thing to get into if you're going to be a manager or if you are a manager, because you can lose trust in the staff pretty quickly. But I will also say, even now, now this may teeter in more anxiety phase than it is imposter syndrome, but it still fits to me even now. Hosting our work in sports podcast, I'm confident in this conversation, but on the Wednesday episodes, when I'm interviewing guests, there is a lot of time where I get riddled with anxiety, especially 10 minutes before the interview is set to start. I have Dan Duquette on, or I have uh, Lee Steinberg on, or I have a CMO or a CEO or a mid-level manager. It doesn't even matter who it is. There is this moment of anxiety of like, uh, and, and I think it fits into imposter syndrome of they're going to think my questions are stupid. They're going to think I'm not prepared. They're going to think I'm a bumbling idiot. 
I'm going to flub this. It's going to be terrible. The audience is going to hate it. You go through these internal narratives. Everybody does. You may look at me and think, yeah, I mean, he comes off pretty confident, whatever. I'm riddled with it too. More than 80% of adults experience imposter syndrome at some point in their lives. 80%. Okay. Imposter syndrome doesn't just affect somebody that's going into management. I know I'm giving that example. I know that was Jeremy's question, but think about this way. Have you ever not applied to a job because you were thinking maybe they wouldn't like me or maybe I wouldn't be perfectly qualified? Have you ever been resistant to asking for a raise or promotion or seeking additional responsibility because you don't think you are special or you don't think you are worthy? That's imposter syndrome. You are self-censoring because you are fearful of the way that you would present, that you are not good enough, that you are not worthy. What happens a lot that we see too is that Let's say you're on the job. Let's say you're, um, you know, you're working for a team or you're interning or something like that, or you're working in the media, you're working at ESPN and you have this inside of you a little bit, this imposter syndrome that you don't think you're worthy. What do you do? What's your natural reaction? Your natural reaction is to work longer and harder than everybody else. Show up early, work late. And then you just start working harder to overcome. That is exactly how I did it in my early career. That's exactly how a lot of you do it. And what does that lead to? Burnout, frustration, anger. So you're trying to overcome something rather than dealing with the root problem. The root problem is your internal messaging, how you believe in yourself. Working extra and harder or whatever is not going to solve the problem. Somebody just telling you you're good enough and doggone it, you earned this, not going to do it for you. Maybe if it's a boss, a superior, it could help. But really, you need to fix the internal wiring a little bit, your internal perception. And the data out there on imposter syndrome is that usually it comes down to stepping back and analyzing the facts. Remind yourself of your years of experience, your education, your certifications and credentials, your scores on skills tests and other assessments, your career history of advancements, promotions, raises. These things happen in your life because you achieved them, you earned them, you worked for them. Others acknowledged how hard and and accomplished you were and gave you promotions and raises and opportunities. They chose you for a job because they were able to analyze and determine you were worth it. You need to remember that stuff. We all deal with this problem, especially in the sports industry. We get so locked into some fantasized version of perfection. Perfection doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. And that other person you think over there that is perfect doesn't feel like they are either. We have to give ourselves a break because you need to ditch perfection and you need to embrace some of the failures you're going to face. We all fail. One of the things that's really helped me on a personal note is when I fail, I go over the top in being transparent about it. I will share with my team all the time, hey, I messed up. I made a decision. It didn't work. Let's move in a different one. So acknowledging it rather than continuing it and being really open and transparent about it. I'm not blaming anybody else. I'm not hiding from it. I am owning it. And I'm telling you, that was a breakthrough for me when I was at Fox Sports as well. Early on, I went through this mental process of being like, I have to prove myself. I have to prove myself. I got to do something that shows everybody I'm worthy. And I started to work really, really hard at that. And I did. I had a couple wins early and that started to help build some credibility. People started to believe that I was decent at this at least. 
But I failed shortly thereafter. I made a bad call, a bad decision. And instead of hiding from it, which I think would make others really worry, and I think it would snowball inside of me mentally, like, oh gosh, I'm handling this wrong. I just came right out and acknowledged it. Mess that one up, guys. Terrible decision on my part. Thank you for running with me on it. I'll do better next time. And I think that built a team where we are all working together and made me feel better about my mistakes and my failures. Stop chasing perfection. Acknowledge when you mess up. Everybody does it and grow. Next thing that can really help with imposter syndrome is setting and achieving goals. If you set yourself up and say, this is something major I want to accomplish in my role. You know, we use a smart approach to goal setting here at iHire Work in Sports. So it's SMART stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. I'm not going to go into all the details of that. You're all smart enough to figure out what that means. But if you give yourself a goal and you hit it, that can help to build up the, I can do this. I'm good at this. I'm worthy of this. One other thing too, and you've probably noticed this as a pattern for most of my interviews, I like to ask people about success. Not only how do they define it, but how do they accept it into their lives? Like it's, it's a weird thing to say, but most of us don't accept the concept of success. We achieve and then move on to the next thing. We don't sit back and say, holy crap, that was a big victory. And they took me a lot of steps and a lot of decisions and a lot of actions to get to this point. Let's celebrate. We can't just run on to the next thing. That's how you're going to get burnt out. You got to handle and, and be proud of your accomplishments. It's the only way. And you know what? When you're a manager too, you got to be proud of your other people's accomplishments. You got to let them know as well. Because you got to be observant and you got to realize that other people on your team may be dealing with this too. It becomes your job then to help build them up. But again, this isn't just a manager conversation. This is a conversation about life. We all deal with it. We all feel like an imposter sometimes. Stick to the facts. Set goals for yourself. Stop chasing perfection. And you'll be in a better place. Give yourself a little grace. You know, it's not easy out there. Do the best you can and be transparent when you mess up. It's that simple. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like I said, Nick Miller. Marketing Operations Coordinator for the Cleveland Cavaliers coming up on Wednesday. Please make sure you tune into that. Rate, review, subscribe. Check us out on LinkedIn. We share a ton of videos there. Check us out on on Twitter. Please follow us there. We're always sharing a lot of great advice. Instagram, TikTok, we're everywhere. Please subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Please follow all of our social media channels. We're always trying to push out a lot of stuff to help you all grow. Thanks again for listening. See you guys on Wednesday.